3: ryan gable your host and you are listening to the secret teachings on the fringe fm if you'd like to contact the show you can email us at r d g a b l e at yahoo.com that's r d g a b l e at yahoo.com r d at yahoo.com find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings my personal facebook page ryan gable And find our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive, montages, books, and more all at www.thesecretteachings.info I completely lost track of time. I didn't realize that this Sunday is the anniversary of the storm storm. Area fifty one event. Do you remember this? The Storm Area fifty one event. I think I think this really boosted my morale last year. I I was laughing every day I read something in the news about this last last September. So last September this group of people got together. They go to Area 51. They go to Rachel, Nevada. Small town, small place, with that little Ailey Inn hotel motel. It's a bunch of trailers. It's a really cool place to stay. If you've ever been out there or you think about going out there, it, it it might be kind of ruined now because this is usually what happens when hordes and hordes of people descend on a beautiful place and then it just gets torn to pieces. I haven't been back to Rachel in like two and a half years, so I don't know what it's like, especially now after last year's Area 51 event. And I remember when this whole thing first started. See if you if you like have context to things, then you can think a little more clearer and you, you you realize, oh, that's where that idea come came from you know they they attributed this whole thing this whole go to Rachel Nevada, hang out in the desert, and then storm the gates of area fifty one which aren't even really the gates, it's the outward perimeter and maybe like a handful of people actually know where. The, the actual entrances. There's probably secret entrances. Some people might have worked kind of there on the base. I talked to a lady when I was in Nevada who kind of worked at one part of the base, but it's compartmentalized. And I guarantee you that, like, nobody there has any idea about aliens, all right? But this whole thing started on social media, and see, the way things change is now... I read this article from the Las Vegas Review Journal about Storm Area 51 and the effects that it's having on the tiny Nevada town a year later, which is this week a year later. And I'm reading this and it's like, well, the thing about Facebook and this this get-together, it was all really just a big hoax and it was it was it wasn't really real and people took it too seriously. Well, maybe some people took it too seriously, and I I don't really think it had anything to do with aliens so much as it turned into a desert rave party, which I'm sure included quite a bit of alcohol consumption and hallucinogenic substances. And then there might have been some people like me, like I really wanted to go to it just to watch the debauchery, and I, I would have just probably sat there in a lawn chair and watched people trip on acid, and then I would have looked at the stars and, you know, hope that nobody ran over the line because they would have been shot dead on the spot. But, you know, I guess having awareness of it, the military there was kind of placating the, what were they? They weren't protesters. They weren't, I mean, they didn't cross the line, so they weren't on military property. I I don't know what they were. They were like a, it looked like, when I looked at it, it looked like a rave. You know, I, I went to a rave one time that might surprise you. I went to a rave one time. A friend of mine said, you go to the rave with me and then you know we'll, we'll, we'll do a bunch of stuff that you want to do. I just don't want to go alone. So I went to the rave and the people there were just, I didn't take any drugs. I didn't do I just stood there in the corner and it was very uncomfortable. But I'm, I'm looking around and that's like when I saw pictures of what happened last year, it looked like a rave. People wearing their rave clothing. Like I, I don't even know what the hell was going on. But it tur- It went from like Area 51 to... Uh, dropping acid in the desert, which is usually what a lot of these alien things turn into, it turns into like drugs and alcohol and weird. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. People are painting each other naked. I don't know what's going on. All right, so, but context. Context is prior to this being put on social media last year. There was a radio host who said we should storm Area Fifty One, and oh, I got all kinds of crap for for saying this. Of course. It was true. Heather Wade, who took over for Art Bell, who's probably his daughter, but doesn't really matter. Heather Wade, who took over for Art Bell, Heather Wade, when Art Bell was still alive, was kind of given some guidance by Art Bell. You know how intimately close we were to Heather Wade on L&M and Art Bell on Dark Matter? So I was right in the mix of it and kind of got to see things firsthand, and it was just, it was weird, and it was classic Art Bell, classic drama drama even after he passed away, classic drama, all throughout Heather Wade until she kind of vanished from view, although she's still doing radio as far as I understand it. So Heather Wade had said that we should storm Area 51. Remember that? When she came back, she, Heather Wade is like the Brett Favre of radio, okay? She comes back, she plays a little bit, and then she retires. And then she comes back, she plays a little bit, and then she retires. And she comes back, and then she retires. and comes back and retires, and then she comes back subtly, and nobody really knows what happened. And then she released those weird, like, half-naked photographs, and that was weird, and that was disturbing, and even some of her cult followers were like, why are you doing this? So that's the drama of radio, and that's the drama anytime you get around, the, the, like, the hive, the core of this radio community, especially if you get around Art Bell, you're going to get that kind of drama. So Heather Wade said, let's, ha- let's storm Area 51. And then she disappeared. But we know why she said that. It was because she needed a pu- publicity stunt. And that was, you know, it's not a bad thing that, that that was thanks to Art Bell. And then I remember saying that. I, I was all over Bell Gab, and some of you might remember that. We, we were all over Bell Gab, and they were talking about us and, you know, how we I released all the Skype messages and emails with, with the Neelys from that publishing company on L&M with Michael Vera. And then that network just sank because, I mean, I— I'm just I guess I'm just like a robot. I guess I'm just like a Spock. I just this is the information. This is what happened. This is honesty and publish it. And there it is. It's not doxing. It's like, here's what they said. Here's what I said. They lied. End of discussion. End of story. So when we went through all that with Heather Wade and with Michael and all of uh, L&M and uh, Heather Wade is doing her thing. And, you know, before Art bell died and she says, let's storm Area 51. But story the one. And we know that, you know, this is a publicity stunt that she got probably the idea from Art Bell, okay? It's no different than when Jimmy Church left Dark Matter and he had to go make up something in order to have publicity when he went on to host Coast to Coast. Okay, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's obviously a publicity stunt. It's obviously PR. And he made up this thing about a Malibu UFO base. And there's no evidence, there's no proof, there's, like, some images from a satellite somewhere that looks computer-generated, and then it's in all these news outlets, and it's, like, radio host Jimmy Church. No, it's, it's all made up. It's a publicity stunt, okay? And, like, 90% of the stuff in the UFO community is just publicity and glitz and glamour and ceremony and pageantry, and that's it, okay? Mixed with a lot of drugs and a lot of alcohol and a lot of weird, like, weird uh, new-agey sex stuff. Okay, if you're into it, that's cool. I'm just saying that that seems to be what it is. And then there's like a slither, a really tiny slither of people like myself thinking, well, I thought we were looking for evidence of maybe advanced military craft, exotic military craft, maybe reverse engineering, maybe aliens from another planet, another dimension, another world. I didn't realize we needed to take acid and have an orgy and then paint each other naked or paint each other actually that people paint each other with like neon colors you know in the desert and then dance around fires and i don't know what's going on like i said i don't know what that has to do with aliens but it just turns into a cult it's it looks like the scene it's 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 more intense but it's like the scene from independence day where the where the stripper goes up on top of the building and they're like dancing they're like yeah welcome the aliens and then the ship opens up and it blows them to pieces with the blue beam you know so That didn't happen out there at Area 51. It just turned into a party, which what do you think it's going to turn into? You got like you've got these great investigators and researchers and whether I like their work or not. I mean, there have been people, big names, small names that have put their life into investigating these things. And then you just get like hordes of people from the Internet that just descend and they just destroy everything. You know, it's kind of like that episode of Family Guy where all the New Yorkers came to see the leaves change. And Brian was like, leafers, and then they just, they run away because all the New Yorkers come in. He's like, look at all that trash they left on our front lawn, New York Times, New York Post, New York Mets. <laughs> That's what it was like. It's like, oh, here come the conspiracy people, and they just descend in this swarm, this hive. They're like locusts. They descend, they swarm, the sky gets darkened, they take a bunch of acid, they bang each other, and then the whole thing falls apart. And then if I want to go to Rachel and have a good time, I can't do that because they destroyed the place. So that bothers me a little bit, you know, because that was a cool place to go, and it probably still is a cool place to go. The people, there were very nice. The accommodations were cool. Nice little desert getaway, desert hideout. So anyway, my point is publicity stunt. Publicity stunt. It wasn't, it wasn't real. What you see on social media, it, it's not real. I mean, people post pictures of, you know, their girlfriend or boyfriend. And it's, ooh, we're in a relationship, and oh, it's complicated, and oh, we went here, we went there, and a lot of the time none of that's real it's all fake but we'd rather live in that delusional state because it's it's easier to pretend that and to trick ourselves that we're really happy and that we're really we're a part of something i mean that's what a lot of you know new age alien people really are they just want to be a part of something and that's okay you know i actually I probably would have been one of those people, but I don't know what happened to me over the years. I just kind of had this like realization, probably when I got kicked off my first radio station, I had this realization like, oh, people aren't really concerned in general with like objectivity. They're concerned with defending their faith or their belief or whatever it might be. I I had to realize that kind of the hard way. And once I realized that, I came to the conscious conclusion that I don't have to subscribe to something. I'll just analyze it. And it, it, I'll, I'll be. Let me be honest with you. You're kind of emotional. I, I really am disheartened by the fact that the one thing that was very, very fascinating to me since I was as young as I can remember were we UFOs and aliens. And I would watch all the TV shows. And you know, I'd watch Jim Mars on the History Channel. Didn't really know who he was at the time. I was a kid. I'd watch all that stuff. And then as I get older, it's like I get into that community. I meet all these people. I become well-known in the community, if you want to call it a community. And then it's like these people that just they don't like you because you ask questions. It's like, oh, I thought we were here to ask questions. So if I point out, well, this anniversary of the Area 51 storm, I'm sure that they're going to have another 20 people might run out there this year. They're going to run across the border and get alien- Artifacts, yeah, I'm sure that they have all those artifacts right there at Area 51, just waiting for you. They put them out there on a platter. You just walk up and you grab the flux capacitor to the time machine, and then you can run back across the border like Naruto, which is what they said they were going to do. They, if they put their arms behind their back and their heads down, they're going to run right into Area 51 and they're going to dodge all the bullets. And that was clearly a joke, but some people took that to be literal and they, you know, were running around in the desert with their heads down and their arms behind their back, which I thought was ironic because if they would have run across the border, their heads would have been down and their arms would have been behind their back and there would have been a muzzle to their head and they'd have been put in the back of a squad car and taken to the sheriff's office because they were violating and trespassing on government military sensitive property, which I thought was kind of funny and almost maybe in a way was kind of like trolling the people that went out there. But this started because of Heather Wade. I guarantee you. I'm speculating here. I'll tell you that. But I guarantee you this started because of Heather Wade and Art Bell. That's where it came from. Just like the Malibu UFO base that was Jimmy Church and Coast to Coast trying to make something up so that they could get publicity. That's all that it was. That's all it was. And then the, everybody just takes it and runs with it. You know, you just have to have the right channels and the right contacts. And then you can, you can create whatever you want and, and create an illusion That's what it is. That's what so much of radio is. It's an illusion. This show's not an illusion. I'm being straightforward with you. I'm telling you exactly how I feel. I'm telling you all my experiences firsthand. And I'm sharing with you the details that a lot of people are horrified to even consider talking about because ooh, they might lose their position. They might lose their some of their audience. You know how much you know how much of my audience I've lost over the years? I've lost there are some people listening right now. I know it. I know you're listening. You hate me. You don't like this show. There are people that subscribe to this show who hate my guts. They just subscribe so that they can listen so that they can complain to me. That means this show's got to be pretty compelling. If there are people that listen just to hate on me. Of course I've lost people over the years. Good riddance. I don't care. This is just honesty. I'm just going to do what I think is necessary. And what I think is necessary tonight is to kind of tie a few things together. Area 51. Publicity stunt. Heather Wade. Art Bell. Again, another example. Malibu UFO base. That was Jimmy Church and Coast to Coast. Maybe it was George's idea. Probably George Norrie's idea. I don't know. And I was thinking, you know, this stuff is kind of like... All social media, you know, whether it's friends or it's relationships or it's you know events, it's all just a mirage. It's all that it is. It's just it's all made up. It's not real. It's like it's 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 fake. Maybe that maybe fake is just too much of a generalized word. It's an it's an illusion, is what it is. That's what it is. It's an illusion. It's not real. You ever gone on a dating site? You ever gone on a dating site and like looked? I've been done with those for a while, but you ever gone to a dating site and you like look and you see people that like, maybe they look attractive, but they've always got those real close up photos. Here's a dating tip for guys. If you go on a dating site and a woman doesn't have a photo of at least, at least, at least her torso up, she's probably overweight. All right. (laughs) And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like, it's, it's fraudulent. It's deception. You know, it's like that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David met that girl at the coffee shop and he didn't realize she was handicapped. She was in a wheelchair and he thought that that was false advertising because she never mentioned it while they were talking. And then when I, <laughs> I think he comes to pick her up and he had had a hat on at the coffee shop, but his hat, he took his hat off when he comes to pick her up for the date. And then she thought it was false advertising because he's bald. And it kind of is, isn't it? You know what, really, for women, for all the ladies listening, for all the women listening, it's kind of false advertising when you paint your face like a circus clown, isn't it? You know, because when you finally take that makeup off, you probably don't look the same. Now, if I'm being straightforward, in all honesty, in my opinion, I think women look better without makeup on. And if you get offended by that, you've got some real bad self-esteem issues that you need to fix, and makeup is not going to be able to take care of that problem. But it's like false advertising is what it is. You know, it's good marketing is what it is. It's a, it's marketing. That's what it is. It's marketing. You don't really have to sell the product. You just have to sell the packaging. You just have to sell the ad. That's that's what dating is. Dating is selling the the ad. It's selling the marketing. It's not selling the package. It's not selling the product. It's selling the image, because people know that deep down psychologically they understand how these kinds of things work, and that's why you get players and people that are able to manipulate others into relationships, or whether that's you know sexual or whatever and get what they want out of the other person and suck them dry like a vampire because they know how to manipulate and deceive and people get so accustomed to that so used to it they don't re- they don't re- they don't understand that there are other people that don't act like that but they're really they seem to be truly in the minority and then other people think well i guess if i want to have a connection with somebody i have to act like this but it's just e- it's easier see the thing is it's easier to be damaged and traumatized and not have to work on yourself and be better It's easier to use that as an excuse so that you don't have to get better or that you don't open yourself up to somebody who might actually treat you right. It's easier to be traumatized and and keep the scars which harden over because then it's like armor against more abuse, but you're used to the abuse, so you stay with the abuse and you stay with the trauma and you don't go where someone might treat you right because that's vulnerability and that's dangerous and that's scary. And you know what? It's not just dating. Hell. Ufology is like that. You don't want to go where you had have to open your mind to something. That's vulnerable. That's dangerous. You, know, you want to hold on to the scars and the trauma, in a sense. You want to hold on to the old stories because they're comforting. It doesn't matter if Heather Wade makes up a bunch of stuff. It doesn't matter if other radio hosts make up a bunch of stuff. It doesn't matter if they admit that they make up the stuff. It doesn't matter if it's obvious they make up the stuff. You want the comfort of it. You want someone to, to, to placate you. You want someone to sugarcoat it, candy coat it, make you feel better about yourself. You want someone to lie to you, manipulate you, deceive you, trick you, abuse you, traumatize you. You might think I'm going too far in terms of maybe UFOs or something like this, but I don't think I'm going too far. I don't think I'm going far enough. That's what you want on radio. So when you hear someone who's telling you the truth, oh, it's horrifying. I don't want to listen to that. They're telling me that maybe that thing I saw in the sky wasn't an alien spaceship. Well, damn it, I want to believe that, so I'm going to go listen to somebody who's going to tell me what I want to hear. There's a problem there. That's That's not even faith. That's blind faith. That's just ludicrous, preposterous. But understandable, if that's what you want to hear, that becomes your reality. You want to congregate around people to make you feel better. Well, if you know how to manipulate that, you know how to market it correctly, then, yeah, you can just hang out with a bunch of people, listen to things date people that just make you feel better about yourself which is really one of the most selfish things that you could possibly do but then you sell it to others as well this is me taking care of myself so I can help other people, no it's not, it's you taking care of yourself because you're a selfish son of a bitch is what it is and it's you feeding into and providing energy to things that are deceiving other people is what it is and that's not a good thing, at least I don't think it's a good thing, maybe you think it's a good thing Maybe you think it's a good thing and you defend it because it makes you feel better about yourself. But, you know, when you can overcome those types of things and you realize, like, oh, I can be interested in these subjects. I can be interested in UFOs and Area 51, and I can also be interested in anything I want to be interested in. I just don't have to subscribe to it, you know? I don't have to submit my undying faith to it. But maybe, maybe, you know, I, I just, I think, I, think it's, I think it's just, I think it's illusionary, illusory. And I think that it's unfortunate because if we could overcome that illusion and we would be comfortable being ourselves and, you know, being honest with ourselves first and foremost about anything and everything... It w- it would make life a lot easier, and then we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we individually and collectively do if we could just be honest with ourselves. But who wants to be honest? Because that destroys the illusion. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. info. Stay with us. More after this.
1: This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Teachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info.
2: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit the secretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today by subscribing. You support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
3: Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exxon, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM.
1: The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Moth Mam, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert Shirt. Check them out on T-Public by searching for the Secret Teachings or simply visit the Secret Teachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page.
0: Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the Internet by corporate and political interests? Hey, guys, it's Clyde Lewis here with Ground Zero Radio. And in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground. It's called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, eBooks, documents, and much, much more. Our news aggregator, Nucifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting the Ground Zero-friendly podcast like Into the Para-Abnormal with Jeremy Scott and The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath is a social media platform along with the chat room to interact with many of our listeners. Mobile apps for Android and Apple will soon be available at Aftermath.media. The monthly subscription to Aftermath.media is $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to the library of archived Ground Zero podcasts and shows. If you're interested in having access to our podcasts, it's only $4.99 a month. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero by subscribing to Aftermath.media. Sign up today, Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. If you're interested in all things
1: that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports
0: you. is out there there's something out here and so are we ktok digital broadcasting the french fm
1: hey guys it's george yotsukalos from ancient aliens and you're listening to the secret
3: teachings with ryan gable hey this is charlie robinson the octopus of global control author and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to the Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. The Teachings.info is our website, thefringe.fm is the network website. The new Fringe app is on its way. You can follow The Fringe on Twitter, Facebook. You can also find The Secret Teachings on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. I want to clarify a little bit because it might have been confusing in the first segment. I like to speak. I think I think, actually. I think that I think. Kind of in analogies. I like to make comparisons to things. I like metaphors. I like analogies. I like parables. I like symbols. And in the first segment, I was explaining this anniversary of the storming of Area 51 and how it was very illusory because the whole idea really, I think, came from Heather Wade and Art Bell because... As Art Bell passed away, and I think he probably knew he was going to pass away soon, he tried to build up Heather Wade, which I, I, I believe Heather was his daughter, and we were in the middle of all that on L&M, Bell Gab, and some other radio shows. But regardless, I think... Art tried to build Heatherweight up and gave her this idea for a publicity stunt, and so she started talking about storming Area Fifty One. And if it wasn't Art's idea, it was, it could be a Heatherweight idea because it was pretty nuts. It was pretty crazy to storm Area Fifty One and get some information about aliens or something like that. So she says this, and then she goes away for a while, and then she comes back, and then she goes away. She's like Brett Favre, okay? She's the Brett Favre of radio. She comes back, and then she goes away. Comes back, goes away. And uh, when she comes back and uh, everybody just kind of forgot about the storming Area 51 thing, then all of a sudden it's on social media and then people go out and they actually do it. People go out into the desert. They go to Rachel. Two million people, I think. Two million. That's a lot of people. Two million responded to the Facebook challenge or the Facebook group where that the the tag of the group was See Them Aliens. I don't particularly like this kind of speech. I don't know what that means, so I want to back away from it. Two million people signed up for what is considered to be just, you know, a goof. It was just a big game. But it was all a publicity stunt, and I think it started primarily with Heather Wade. It was the same thing with the Malibu UFO base. That was a publicity stunt from, from coast to coast and Jimmy Church after he left Dark Matter, where we were as well at the time, Dark Matter Radio. That's actually where I met Michael Vera for uh, you know, L&M. And then we got pulled there, and then you know, Joe Roop from Lighting the Void plucked us off of a sinking ship. Although I did sink that ship, <laughs> he plucked us off the sinking ship and brought us here to the Fringe FM where we're going to continue to build something very, very powerful in the radio world. But all those things are just marketing. It's just advertising. They're not selling you content. They're selling you a game. They're selling you a goof. They're selling you an image. They're selling you an idea. They're not selling you a product. Now, I'm not really a salesman. I was in real estate for a while. I did timeshares for like a week, and I just couldn't deal with it. One, it was too much money. That might sound crazy, but it was just too much money. I can't deal with that. Two, it was just too deceptive. Not that you had to lie, but it was, it was manipulated. It was, it's, it's sales. I don't like sales. That's just me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. I just like to be honest. That's, that's my sales point. I like to be honest. Like, Hey, I wrote this 500 plus page book. It's like the size of a, of a ream of computer paper. It's filled with hundreds of great images. It's filled with thousands and thousands of data points on the occult and mythology and whatnot. And it's called Occult Arcana. If you want a copy of it, it's on the website. It supports the show. That's it. That's just honesty. And that's, that's how I sell things. But see, the way that you sell subject matter anywhere is you sell the packaging and you sell the ad and you make people feel good about themselves. Like they're part of something. Like I can go out to Area 51 and Storm Area if they want it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun. It's so fun. It's so cool. And then it just turns into like people dropping acid and like dancing in the desert, you know? like the dancing guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's what it turns into. It just turns into people dancing, which is cool. If you want to go in the desert and dance, cool. You know, that's fine. I don't care. This week marks the one-year anniversary of that. And so I was thinking of this, and I started thinking of how similar it was to dating. It was very similar to dating, because people don't sell who they really are they sell this this image of who they are they sell the packaging they sell an idea they don't sell who they really are you don't get to know who someone really is until much much later and then oops it might be too late if you married them or if you were in a relationship with them or you're living together or whatever and sometimes people change of course but if you don't get to the bottom of it soon you end up sometimes in a bad situation unless you really love that person. Then as you get to know them and you learn to love them and understand them, then it's, then it's something that just naturally kind of becomes something that you can, you can learn and you can grow together. My, my point of observation is like, if you, for an example, if you go onto uh like a dating website and you see, and I guess, okay, so here's the thing. If you go on a dating website and you see like, Pictures of of girls. I've never been a girl, so I don't know what girls see on their end. I had a a friend one time that showed me, and the way that guys take pictures, it just looks ridiculous. You know, shirts off in the mirrors, and, you know, they're advertising monster hats on their head. I mean, that's like more trailer trash if you're out in the country. If you're in the city, it's like metrosexual guys. You know, those kinds of people. I don't know. But what I do know... as if I'm looking at like women on a dating website, what it looks like ultimately is like a bunch of people that, first of all, if you've got a filter on, I'm not interested. Because there's a reason you have a filter on. And if you have five pictures and there's five filters, there's a bigger reason you have a filter on. If you have the camera zoomed into your face and you have fish lips, not interested. If you have the camera on your face and every picture is of your face, not interested because I know that you would need a wide-angle lens to capture the rest of your body. Not interested. We're moving on. Now, that's me. That's my preference. You can call it whatever you want to call it. That's my preference. I'm not into, you know... I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an insult. I'm not into to walruses, whales, sea animals, something like that. I'm not into that, okay? So here's the problem that I have. If you express that as a guy... It's looked at as being negative, like you're demeaning another person. You don't think they're worth anything. They never said that. All I said was, I'm not interested in that person because I'm not attracted to them. And there's a key there, preference. My preference is not that kind of person who hides who they are and has to hide behind symbols and images and are not passionate or honest or transparent or they're not telling me what they really think. I'm not interested unless you can do those things. And that goes for friends as well. I don't want to be friends with someone who can't be honest, who can't be straightforward, who can't you know have a conversation and have a civil discourse on a subject. Now you might think, where are you going with this, Ryan? This is like, weird. You're into Area 51, then you're on dating websites. What are you talking about? Well, well you could you could combine those together and go to uh that we are not alone George Norrie website where everybody's got like physical disabilities or something I don't I don't know what that is. But you could go to that website if you want to combine the two together. My point is you're selling an idea. It's not real. And so a lot of people think that people think that I'm all kinds of things, right? And I don't try to put off an image, but people think I'm a lot of things. People think I'm a jerk because I said, "Hey, look. This area 51 thing" It was started by Heather Wade. It's, it's, just, it's just a thing, okay? It's not real. It's a publicity stunt. Malibu UFO Base. You must hate Jimmy Church. No. Uh, I just think that it's made up thanks to George Norian Coast to Coast or some producer there that said, hey, we got to make something up so you get publicity when you come to C2C. That's what it is. It's just, it's just a raw fact. What do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. That's what that's what I mean by it. Well you don't you don't have some underlying implication there sir. No, it's just a fact. Are you sure? No, I'm pretty sure. It's an observation. What what do you mean you don't you don't you don't believe that everything's a UFO? I mean exactly what I said. I don't think everything's a UFO because if I can identify it as a Southwest Airlines flight 423, then it's a Southwest Airlines flight. It's not a UFO from another dimension. So you don't believe in UFOs. Didn't say that. See, people are so absorbed in their subscriptions and their faiths. And they're so absorbed in protecting themselves. And they think that the further they protect themselves, the better they're going to feel. And the the more that, that helps them grow. But no, it just makes them wilt and wither away. They're like the rose in the Beauty and the Beast. They just continue to wither away because they can't open themselves up to love. And the the rose petals keep falling off. And at some point, you're going to be stuck in that trauma indefinitely. You're going to be stuck in the body of the beast indefinitely. And that's the animal nature that, if not overcome, consumes you, consumes your spirit. It's easier to stay in the trauma. You've got the scars. You've got the familiarity. That doesn't lead anywhere. If you have familiarity and you really want to grow, then you need to become unfamiliar with something you need to become unfamiliar with someone you need to become unfamiliar with the world and then as you become unfamiliar with it eventually it becomes familiar again and then you keep moving on that's discovery that's journey that's moving through life and that's growing that's progression it's not stagnation but we call stagnation growth and we call growth ooh it's a scary thing that's traumatizing oh i don't want to love somebody i don't want to connect with somebody we do the same thing with our beliefs Stagnation, not asking questions. Oh, it's just faith, my son. You know, I believe in God, so I believe that this is what this is what I believe that I believe. It's just it's just God. It's faith. Well, what does that mean? Can we can we maybe we can better strengthen your faith if we can have a conversation on it? Can you help me to understand? I don't have to explain it to you. Well, I'm not attacking you. I'm asking you to explain it to me because, because maybe you can explain it to me in a way where maybe I'll see your point of view and maybe I'll start to believe what you believe. That's why instead of having those conversations, we just wage war with each other. Oh, they're on the right. I'm not talking to them. Oh, they're on the left. I'm not talking to them. You want to see, You want to know how many times you see that on a dating website over the years? I've been on dating websites. That's what you see all the time. And it's usually girls. It's always girls. It's always girls, it's always... I've never talked to a girl who ever saw that on a dating website. In fact, I've never actually talked to another guy who's seen that, but it's what I see on dating websites. It's like, if you... If you voted for Donald Trump, don't message me. What does that have to do with anything? Well, that just shows you... It shows me what kind of person you are if you'd vote for Donald Trump. Well, you mean I'd rather, like, be an American and not a global citizen? Oh, it must make me a horrible person. Oh, I don't want total decay and anarchy in the streets. I'd like some level of law and order. That makes me a, such a horrible person. People think I'm a lot of things. They think I'm a jerk. People think I'm a lot of things. They think I'm a Nazi, which is ridiculously laughable. And people think that I hate fat people, which is a weird thing to say. I don't know why people think that. Oh, Ryan, well, you, you say things that are jerky. Yeah. Sometimes they're tongue in cheek. Sometimes they're a joke. Sometimes I'm trying to be a jerk to prove a point, which might prove your point that I am a jerk. And uh, yeah, I said, you know, if I had to choose between starvation and freezing to death and loneliness and like the Ukraine or Russia and having some food and some clothes and, uh, you know, maybe a family or a house and a job, I'd probably, yeah, I would live in Nazi Germany like 10 times out of 10 course. Oh, you're saying you're a Nazi. No, I would just go where I'm going to probably be taken care of more if I don't have any other option. And then, oh, you hate fat people. No, I don't hate fat people. I just, I think fat is funny in the same way that I think anorexia is funny. And I actually think that if you're going to make fun of anorexic people and you're going to make it a medical condition and put anorexic people into mental houses or hospitals to eat, then I think you should be putting obese people in mental hospitals and, 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 and hospitals in general to, to not eat. Somehow, not eating enough is a mental disorder, but eating yourself to the point of death is not a mental disorder. Don't you think that's like a double standard or we're missing something? I mean, I was talking a couple of weeks ago on the show about how in Mexico, three-quarters of the population is obese. How does that continent not sink into the earth? Three-quarters is obese, and you're worried about COVID-19? Do you know what comes along with obesity? Diabetes, heart disease, cancer, extreme, constant, consistent, everyday, 24-hour, 7-day-a-week, 12-months-a-year inflammation that wears down your joints and your bones and your muscles, your body consumes itself? And they say, no, that's anti-fat. And so I came across this thing. It's like a whole fat body movement acceptance thing. And I'm sure you've heard of body positivity. I never really quite sh- was quite sure what that meant. But now there's a new thing. Fat acceptance. I'll give you a second to process that. Body positivity. Hashtag, excuse me. Hashtag body positivity has turned into fat acceptance. Well, let's see what fat acceptance is. Fat acceptance... Started in the 1960s, apparently. I'm very late to the party. And it started as a national association. Did you know this? It's a national association to advance fat acceptance. Let me ask you a question. Who does not accept fat people? You might say, well, you, Ryan, you don't accept fat people. Never said that. I just said, I don't want to have sex with fat people. That's There's a big difference. I don't want to have sex with fat people, but I will be your friend if we get along and you're a good person, I could be your friend if you're fat. I just don't want to have sex with a fat person. That's me. Other people, they they are into it, okay? That's my opinion. It's my perspective. It's my preference. Bottom line. Now, 1960s National Association of Advanced Fat Acceptance. Who doesn't accept fat people? You know what some fat people say? They say, society doesn't accept us. No, what doesn't accept you is a standard chair in a home, or in a restaurant. A standard chair probably won't accept you. So you'll need a bigger chair. A standard wheelchair will not accept you. So physical objects won't accept you. People might not want to have sex with you because they're not attracted to you. In the same way that there are people who don't want to have sex and they're not attracted to people that are really, really, really skinny. Or people that have certain... They they look a certain way. They don't have to be fat. They just might look a certain way. People aren't attracted to you. Women, men. I mean, we're talking strictly on the subject of attraction here. Because when you think about, like, dating websites in particular, and you you see these pictures, and it's, like, zoomed in, and it's, like, cropped, and it's, you know that there's something going on there, and you back out, and holy shit, there's something else in the picture. It's false advertising, isn't it? And I, I say the same thing for makeup. Makeup is false advertising for women. I mean, when when a guy dresses up real nice, yeah, you could say that's presenting himself nicely, but if he doesn't always dress like that, that's false advertising. And maybe it's an okay, acceptable thing, and it's not a a, a moral issue. Probably isn't a moral issue. You want to show yourself off at your best? I think there should be dating places where you go and you look the, 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 the worst you could possibly look. I'm serious. You look the worst you could possibly look, and then when you meet someone who looks the worst they could possibly look, and you're into them, then you know you've got something. And then you can go home, and then you can look really nice, and you can go out to dinner and have a good time. Then you know that the person looks good when they look good, and they look good when they look bad. That's how it should be. Maybe I'm just too ideological-minded on this subject. But fat acceptance. I guess there are people that don't accept fat people. So, the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, like, it literally started as a movement in the 1960s. And you know what happened in the 1960s, the whole free love, man, and drugs and alcohol and rock music, man. You know, the intelligence agency run counterculture to demoralize and destabilize society, which continues today. That's where it started. So no wonder it started in the 1960s with the NAAFA. That's what it is. It's not the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. It's the National Association for the Advancement of Fat People, for fat acceptance. So if you define fat acceptance as like, well, I don't really want to see that person naked, so I don't want to see that person naked. That's a preference. Well, you don't accept that fat person, no. I didn't say that the fat person should be shot in the head and buried in a double-wide coffin. I said I don't want to have sex with them. I'm not interested in them. All right, if we're talking strictly from an attraction point. But ho- hold on a second, because the NAAFA, which has been around for decades, since the 60s, has turned into a social justice movement aiming to make body culture more inclusive and diverse in all its forms. There's a tremendous amount of diversity in obesity. Three quarters of Mexico, Obese. Large portions of Asia have become obese while consuming a Western diet. A 40 to 50, somewhere in the middle there, percentile of the U.S. population is obese to morbidly obese, and one in five children are obese. You've got a pretty large variance in you know diversity and inclusiveness. And so I guess what I'm really getting at here is, you know, through the false advertising and all this, that's what this stuff is. Even the NAFA is false advertising because they're like, well, we just want to be accepted. No, you don't. What you're doing is you're using fat people. See, you hate fat people, Ryan. No, I don't. I'm telling you that if you're fat and you are part of this movement or you know someone who is, it's just like being gay or queer or les or trans or whatever. It's just like being a Jew. You don't understand, apparently, that your movement, your Jewishness, your queerness, your fatness, it's being used as a shield against, against offensive weaponry. It's being used as a shield to deflect criticism. And when you look behind the shield, you see social justice movements that have nothing to do with queers or fat people and have nothing to do with Jews or anybody else. It has to do with cultural genocide. So when you got fat acceptance movements, they're not about fat people. It's about using fat people to make other people feel horrible about themselves to demoralize them. That's what it's about. Because fat acceptance turned into, just like Black Lives Matter, just like the Me Too movement, it turns into a social movement that has nothing to do with fat people or women or black people, Or LGBTQ lesbians or gay people or queers or trans. It has everything to do with politics and identity politics. That's what it's really about. So you can say, well, Ryan, you're anti-Semite. No, I'm saying Jews are being used. You can say, Ryan, you hate fat people. No, I'm saying fat people are being used. I think everybody's being used. You know why they're being used? Because we use these groups of people... To tear down other people, to make them feel horrible, to make them feel awful, and to demoralize them so that they start to think that they're worth nothing. And the people that are being used to make other people feel this way already feel like nothing, but they feel like they're a part of a group temporarily until you can eliminate all those groups in the process, and then nobody's protected from real, true discrimination collectivized terror they're using the fat people that's what fat acceptance is no it's about accepting me as a fat person I don't care if you're fat a chair might but I don't but if you're part of some movement and the ultimate goal is of the fat acceptance movement it's like get Donald Trump out of office what does that have to do with being fat Donald Trump's fat I'm Ryan Gable this is the secret teachings more after this don't go anywhere right here on the fringe FM And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot, but don't take my word for it.
0: I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist.
3: Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less.
0: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel.
3: Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need?
1: I've got my secret socks on and my secret
2: TV and my secret TV channel.
3: Spongebob sounds ready. Are you...
2: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan. And thank you for sharing it with the rest of us.
1: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark welcome to the darkness i hope you find it enlightening
3: you're listening to ktlk digital broadcasting
1: may i have the password
3: please the fringe fm
1: that's right sir that is the password so, Matt, these blood tests are going to show you the damage that you've been doing to your body. And my hope is that it will incentivize you to finally lose some of this disgusting weight you've put on. This is ridiculous, dude, okay? We've been through this, okay? I'm cultivating mass. Stop saying that. You are not cultivating mass. And if you are, stop cultivating and start harvesting. Two Get Get
4: studies out today that draw the same disturbing conclusion. Americans are not winning their battle
0: against obesity. Now, obesity is a bigger problem now than starvation. It's like, we should have party
3: in the street for that, right? There's more fat people <laughs> than
0: there are starving people. EKG card in here now. Blood pressure
1: 180 over one minute and still climbing.
3: It. Status
4: is getting fatter. We can't stop it.
1: Damn. Blood pressure 200 over 140.
0: look at processed food, the three buttons that are consistently pushed by the food scientists are sweet, fat, and salt. Our bodies are not well adapted to the food environment we're in. There's a, there's a disconnect now between what we evolved to like and what's now available. What's wrong with you? You're supposed to eat that thing, not scalp it. Well, Daddy, all the uh, calories in the chicken are found in the skin and in the fat, so I pay yeah, what you're over. talking
1: about That's where all the fats and calories is. You know where that comes from? Watching that damn TV. Every time you turn it on, they got somebody in there talking about lose weight, get healthy, get in shape. Everybody living all anorexia talking about that's healthy. I know what healthy is. I'm healthier than you, bro. Nah, nah. Well, I, I wouldn't exactly say you're healthy. You have type 2 adult onset
0: diabetes. I'm Wilfred Brimley and I like diabetes.
1: Type 2 adult onset diabetes? Shh.
4: What does that mean for me? Well, that means you're going to have to inject yourself several times a day with insulin. Or else you probably need to think about losing a little get weight. In. From helping of diabetes.
0: Yeah, and I
2: love
3: that they're putting images out there that we normally don't get to see, of bodies that we don't get to see being celebrated. And um, Why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? It isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Diabetes? But there's never a moment where I'm like, and I'm so glad that she's overweight. Like, why do I even care? Get off. Why get off. is it my job to care about her weight? Now you talking about, you fucked up my self-esteem. Bitch is gone, And tell you something else,
1: I don't know why everybody's trying to lose weight in the first place. Ain't everybody supposed to be the same size, we supposed to be all different. Big, small, medium, midget, she's supposed to have all of that. Fatty, fat guy, fat Sajak. It isn't
3: going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Diabetes? How oh,
0: we eat it. Which several of our reports found...
3: I'm Ryan Gable.
0: Without thinking. King size, extra large, and super jumbo. Like the family in Republic, Missouri.
3: And this While is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe today. FM
0: where the discovery they made upon being watched was they didn't have any idea how many calories they were taking in.
3: I could drink a two liter a day. Extra so two large. liters
0: a day of Mountain Dew is how many calories do you know? King size.
3: Super Ooh, jumbo. Had to think
0: about it. Super jumbo. And the family in West Virginia, where there are 11 brothers and sisters and everyone has diabetes and they know the smart way to eat, they just don't seem willing to stick to it. I'm Wilford Brimley and I like diabetes. Obesity is epidemic in the United States. It's getting fatter. We can't stop All right,
3: so here's the bottom line. In the 1960s, a movement began. And the movement was about fat acceptance you ever heard of the fat acceptance movement i love this bill burr how
0: fat they are. get off the scale and everybody's like hyping them up like oh my god that's so brave like what am i supposed to do if I ever see a fireman running out of a building oh my god
3: an you're like a fat, fat actress life? oh
0: my god you're like a fat actress that takes their shirt off
1: to do a magazine shoot to promote the movie she's in. Fatty,
3: fat guy, fat 1960s, the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance began. It isn't going to be awesome if she gets... And it turned into a social justice movement aiming to make body culture more inclusive and diverse. What does that mean?
0: Pork fat, cheese whisk, mayonnaise, soaked barbecue, mozzarella, patty melt. Americans will anything. Anything. Anything size extra large and super jumbo
3: what does that mean what does fat acceptance mean the same language that's used for the fat acceptance movement is the same language used for me too it's the same language used for black lives matter it's the same language used for any social justice movement isn't that kind of odd think about that for a second fat acceptance is all about inclusivity diversity and acceptance me too, women want to be treated equal. They want to be included. They want to be included as part of a diverse community. I'm pretty sure women are already included as part of a diverse community. And I'm pretty sure that black people are part of a diverse community, unlike what Joe Biden said. Where do these words come from? Why do they keep coming up again and again? Inclusivity, diversity, equality, justice, social justice. And why is that part of a movement that began in the 1960s called the NAAFA, the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance? Why is the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance so similar to other social movements? Why does it all come down to politics? Have you realized that? You know the fat acceptance movement is like anti-Donald Trump? Where does that come from? Donald Trump, did you look at the guy? He's fat. He likes fast food. Why do you hate Donald Trump? He should be a member of the NAFA, shouldn't he? Like, really, think about that for a second. The fat acceptance movement, and we're going to get into the details of The fat acceptance movement is about fat acceptance, but then they're not accepting a member of their own group. The president of the United States is a fat guy who likes McDonald's. Why do they not accept him? Because it has nothing to do with fat. Just like LGBTQ at its core socially has nothing to do with lesbians. It has nothing to do with gay people. It has nothing to do with bi people. It has nothing to do with trans people or queer people. Just like Holocaust remembrance. You know how much of that has nothing at all to do with Jewish people? Read Norman Finkelstein's The Holocaust Industry and allow a Jew with historical perspective to explain to you what the Holocaust really is, a racket to profit from suffering. And that's what these people are really good at. They profit from Jews. They profit from queers. They profit from trans. They profit from fat people. Who are they? Well, you can clearly see a link between all of these different social groups that have the same ideology. That's why the last two nights I can put together and show you, even though Black Lives Matter removed it from their website, that they want to get rid of the nuclear family structure. And the, the director of the movie Cuties on Netflix, which has gotten such huge publicity because of its content, even though there's stuff that's worse than that probably on Netflix... They also said they want to get rid of the family structure. They want to get rid of Western civilization. And then the Atlantic Magazine published a story this year that said the same thing get rid of the nuclear family structure. Why are all. What is a black group, an Atlantic Magazine, which is hyper extremist on one side of the political spectrum, and a movie on Netflix. Like, what do these three things have in common that have nothing otherwise in common, but they're all promoting the same message? Doesn't that kind of maybe throw up a red flag that they're working within the same ideological framework? Who doesn't accept fat people? You know what I don't like? I don't like, and I never did like, the idea that you have these really anorexic-looking women modeling clothes, and that's the image that's promoted to little girls. I was always on board with that. I don't agree with this. I don't think that that's what all women look like or should look like, especially these really anorexic girls. I don't think that they look healthy. But that's also partly my perspective. You can be completely skin and bones and be healthy, and you can be obese and be healthy to a degree. I mean, the weight is still going to tax your joints and your muscles and your bones, but you can be healthier Being obese than you can be if you're anorexic. You might be malnourished in one case or the other, or both cases, but you can be healthy skin and bones, and you can be healthy skin and fat and bones. If you can't understand that, then I can't help you, and I can't explain it to you in a way where you will understand it. There's a word for this, and I'll use it over and over again objective. Now, subjectively speaking, my preference is if I'm going to date somebody, I'd rather date the skin and bones woman than the fat woman because that's what I'd be more attracted to. If I really had to pick, though, I'd pick someone maybe in the middle who was moderate, who's not fat, who's not anorexic. Just like politically speaking, if I had to choose between a Nazi and a communist, I'm going to date the Nazi. We're talking about dating. And that way, I would date a skinny Nazi before I date a fat communist. And those two things tend to go together for some weird reason. But I would rather not have to date a skinny anorexic person or a fat obese person or a Nazi or a communist. How about someone who's moderate? Who just looks normal? Who just has average ideas? How about someone like that? How about I make friends with somebody like that? But no, we go to... Extremes, extremo, extremes. I just remembered that uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, where they made the uh, they did the extreme makeover home edition for the Walvarez family, and D- and Dee said she's like they're trying to speak in Spanish to these these people, and they she knew like a little bit of Spanish, and she's telling like your house is no mas, no mas, we are extremo, extremo, and then Danny DeVito comes it comes in. Comes in. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched *Sunny in Philadelphia, but it's one of my favorite shows. Danny DeVito comes in, and they're talking to the, the Mexican family. And she, she says, like, corta, corta, which I think means cut. And the woman stabs Danny DeVito in the leg, and he pulls out a gun. He says, I'm going to blast your face off. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking of extremo. But we go to these extremes. We go to these extremes, so extreme that we forget that there's Moderation or at least some level of moderation in the middle. So that's my big question. Now, here's another form of moderation. There's a documentary, it's not like a great, greatly made documentary, but there's a documentary made, uh, I think it's on Amazon some other places, it's called Fat-Topia. And the movie Fat-Topia is about the body positivity fat acceptance movement. And the guy that made it, I think he was, uh, he's from the UK, he made it, And when he was making it, he got into this weird social justice group that when he was trying to contact people that are part of these movements and they were calling him a Nazi because he's a white guy and because he's straight. And he's asking, like, well, what does that have to do with me trying to understand what this fat acceptance movement is all about? Because they turned it political. It was like, you're a Nazi, you're white, you're straight. We don't want to hear what you have to say. And that's weird. Which means that if he was a, a fat, straight, white guy, they wouldn't want to hear what he had to say either because Donald Trump is a fat, straight, white guy and they don't like Donald Trump. So it's not about fat acceptance, it's about, it's about politics and identity. And he's making this movie and he talks to this um, this lady who's like, uh, she I think she owns like a fashion company or something, she does modeling. And the modeling she does, and she's kind of, you know, she's a bigger woman, but she's not really fat, she's just a little thicker and she is talking to this guy and explaining she's like i don't really think that this body positivity fat shaming thing i don't really she's like i don't really buy into this and the guy kind of seems surprised who was making the documentary so what do you mean can you explain that to me and she says well you know people like because they they were talking a lot about tess holiday that enormous whale of a thing that thinks taking her clothes off is a revolutionary act and uh this lady is explaining to this guy, like, no, it's, that's not, that's not curviness. That's not an apple or a pear, you know, that is a ball. I think she said something like, it's, uh, maybe I was thinking this, but she said something like, you know, it's not, there's no definition there. It's just a ball with sticks. It looks like a snowman. That's what Tess Holiday looks like. She looks like a snowman. And this woman's explaining, like, there are women that have different kinds of bodies and these, these are, these are, these are, this is what, this is what curviness looks like, right? I came across this story on Yahoo Life. It just popped up in my feed. And it says, and I've heard of this lady before. Her name's Hunter McGrady. And her goal is to, I guess, change the fashion industry's sample size to stop setting people up for failure. Now, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think the fashion industry is, is repulsive. And I think those anorexic models they get are pretty repulsive. Not all of them. But a lot of them are pretty repulsive because they're just, they're basically anorexic and they don't look good and they look very unhealthy and malnourished and and not into it for a lot of reasons. But then they went to the other extreme. Then they started getting like women that were extremely, extremely overweight, like Tess Holliday. And it's like Bill Burr said, he said, they just throw this word brave around. He's like, what am I supposed to do when I see a firefighter coming out of a building carrying like a, like a dog and a kid, you know? Am I supposed to be like, oh, my God, you're like a fat actress who takes her shirt off to promote a movie that she's in? Like, really? That's, that's, that's what we do. We do the other extreme. Now we go and make people fat. And then you get women like this. Like, I'm not necessarily attracted to this woman per se, but if you look up this lady, uh, Hunter McGrady, she's doing, like, I think her fourth Sports Illustrated. She's, she's an attractive lady. She's not really fat, she's legitimately curvy. So the fat acceptance movement would say that you don't accept fat people and that you're a Nazi, which is, I don't know what that has to do with anything, and that you know a white supremacist and for not wanting Tess Holiday to be the face of fat acceptance or whatever the hell Tess Holiday is, she could be the face of Little Debbie Cakes. But then you get ladies like this, like this uh, Hunter McGrady, she's a pretty attractive lady. I mean, she's a little bit overweight, but she's pretty attractive. Like, I might have sex with her. shes I, I'm, I'm, I could be into that. She's really beautiful. But there's a big difference between this lady and Tess Holliday. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Tess Holliday. Well, you should look up Hunter McGrady first, because if you look up this lady, Tess Holliday first, you're going to burn your eyes out, and you won't be able to see this other model. This, this woman in Sports Illustrated, at least in the pictures I'm looking at, she looks... Like an attractive woman. I could potentially consider like going on a date with her. Okay, that's my personal preference. She's an attractive lady. Now, if you compare that to Tess Holiday, there's no comparison. This lady is curvy. Tess Holliday is a sperm whale. All right, there's a big difference. So why is the focus on the extreme of like extreme ob- morbid obesity and not on like legitimately beautiful women that have a little bit of curve to them. Why? Because again, it has nothing to do with curvy women. It has nothing to do with people that are a little bit overweight. It has nothing to do with people that struggle with the weight problem, whether they consider themselves to be overweight or not based on some arbitrary measure at a doctor's office. It has nothing to do with people that have an eating disorder, whether they're anorexic or whether they're fat. I'm sure there's an anorexic acceptance movement somewhere. It has nothing to do with with any of this just like black lives matter has nothing Really ultimately at its core to do with black people And me too has nothing to do with women it always Boils down into some politically correct Social justice movement Aimed at destroying white People and western civilization Why isn't that kind of weird Doesn't anybody find that strange I feel like you know It's I just don't I don't get it this is what it feels like To me pills! Yeah, doesn't anybody else notice this? I really do feel like I'm taking crazy pills. How, how How can we not figure this out? Fat people are being used. Gay people are being used. Black people are being used. Everybody's being used by people that are truly, truly reprehensible in their ideology and nature. But they've convinced you and they've tricked you like those fat women on dating websites that make you think that they're not that big or like all the social media posts that make other people look like they're having such a great life or the advertisements and the marketing the packaging that make you think you're getting a good product but the product is trash you basically paid for the packaging it's a trick you've been deceived you need to start thinking a little bit more for yourself if you can think for yourself then you can critically analyze things and realize like oh Maybe Ryan's not a jerk. Maybe he's not anti-fat. Maybe he's not a Nazi. Maybe he's just thinking for himself. It's pretty scary because then you got to start thinking for yourself, and then you got to, you got to open up your heart a little bit, and that's a terrifying thing when you've been abused and used, and it's more comfortable to have everything taken care of for you, and all you have to do is just participate and play the game this is the secret teachings more after this don't go anywhere right here on the fringe fm have everything you need to explore the secret teachings i've
1: got my secret socks on and my secret tv and my secret tv channel
3: looks like spongebob's ready are you you are listening to the secret teachings
0: with your host ryan gable to contact ryan email rd
3: at yahoo.com you could listen to this And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now. So, I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories critical thinking skills and an ability to recognize patterns and we also know a little bit about a lot but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm the last of a dying breed a generalist find the fringe.fm monday through friday for new episodes of the secret teachings or check out talk stream live in the paranormal radio app visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen stream and download every episode after it airs Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less.
0: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel.
3: Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need?
0: I've got my secret socks
2: on, and my secret TV, and my secret TV channel.
3: Spongebob sounds ready. Are you...
0: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same
1: guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Pair of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM.
0: No, Did you buy Alexa? No, I don't know why people would voluntarily bug your own house. Like, do you think you're the only one listening in on that? You never saw weird science, how creepy these nerds are? All these cameras on your phone, all of that. The people go on Ancestry.com. Why would you send your saliva into the Internet? Why don't you just go to the Illuminati and help them build your robot replacement?
3: Alexa. Hi, I'm Alex Exon, and you're listening to KTLK The Fringe FM.
2: Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations. The Theories of Disease and Geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
0: Understand the procedure now. To stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern and this pattern is always the same with few variations they pick the most dangerous enemy they can find and it's themselves all we need to do is sit back and watch
1: If you're God and you made the whole universe, are you just going to sit back watching one planet? Maybe that's why the Earth is so puffed up. I don't think he's been watching us for the last couple thousand. When was the last time he reached out? When was the last time he was in a burning bush going, hey, hey, you there. You there with the long, curvy stick next to the sheep?" I think he's been watching other Earths.
3: You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
1: May I have the password, please?
3: The Fringe FM.
1: That's right, sir. That is the password.
4: I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you! Okay. You are failing us. But the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say, we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this.
2: Yes, we can.
4: Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up and change is coming, whether you like it or not. A time of tribulation has come. Guys die down here. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. The world is going to end in
2: 12 years if we don't address climate change. And so it's basically like there's scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does leave, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. Is it okay to still have children? Because what's not realistic is Miami not existing in a few years.
0: Water, the basic component of all life had been deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330, when the Brondo Corporation simply bought the FDA and the FCC.
4: If you love ice cream, what about trying something new? Well, these maggots might be just what you're looking for.
0: The entire North Polar Ice Cap during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years.
3: Both of these burgers
0: are made from plants and have similar ingredients. The main ingredients in an Impossible Burger
2: are water, soy protein concentrate, coconut and sunflower oil, and natural flavors.
1: And natural flavors.
3: Gotta get those natural flavors. What
0: makes Impossible Burgers unique is that they bleed like a real beef burger thanks to mm. the soy lehemoglobin. Beyond Meat's Burgers' primary ingredients are water, pea protein, coconut oil, and canola oil. Ooh,
1: Beyond
2: uses canola. Beyond using canola extract to give their burgers a realistic look.
1: They've got to tell people. Tell them what?
3: They're I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM.
1: Soylent greed is made out of people.
4: You have stolen my dreams. How my dare you? With your empty words. How dare
1: you? It's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. Nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is, man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. They're on a gravy train, for heaven's sake. Made, there's trillions of pounds traded every year. I mean, there's money in it, and that has corrupted science.
2: How dare you? So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water.
3: If you ever watched a movie, TV okay. show, you read a book,
2: got what it's got, electro- got electrolytes. Yeah,
3: it's got. And you watch it again, what read it again. Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make it's
1: got, it's got electrolytes.
3: Then you know what's going to happen next, right? Unless you don't watch it for a really long time. You don't read the book for a really long time. You read it again. You might forget a lot of the stuff in the book. But if you watch a movie and then you watch it again the same week, the same month, you probably are going to remember what happens next. It's not really a surprise. It's not really as intriguing the first time because you know who the murderer was. You know you know where, where this catastrophe is going to take place. You know whatever the movie's about. You know if the girl's going to get the guy she wants to be with. You know what's going to happen. Well, When I think about ecology and conservation, when I think about women's rights, when I think about black lives mattering, when I think about fat acceptance, these are all things that are literally in think tank documents, methods that are going to be used and are currently being used to destabilize and deindustrialize modern civilization. And if you've never read something like this, if you don't know about Tavistock or the Ford Foundation or Carnegie or the Rockefeller Foundation, the Stanford Research Institute, the Good Club with Oprah Winfrey and other billionaires, if you don't know about those groups and those clubs, like the Club of Rome the CFR, the Trilateral Commission, the roundtable groups of Cecil Rhodes, the Diamond Syndicates, if you don't know about this, then you have no clue when you look at current events that these various movements are anything but organic grassroots. You think, oh, that's just someone trying to Bring awareness to an issue that is uh, really an issue of uh, injustice and inequality. So you hijack the minds of people that are moral and decent and good. And because they're like this, they can't fathom that what they support is something that is actually quite dark and quite oppressive and manipulative and outright evil. In some cases, just it's an inversion of all things that are good and positive and pure. It's chaotic. Until somebody comes along and says, well, you know that like decades ago they were in the 60s. They, The Central Intelligence Agency, which also worked with the music industry, you might have read the stories about Laurel Canyon, various musicians, celebrities, And cultural counterculture, revolutionary countercultures that were used to demoralize people and keep people comfortable, like Aldous Huxley said, who wrote A Brave New World, loving their own servitude. So you go back to flower power in the 60s, right? And you got the drugs and the sex and free love, alcohols, you know, just hardcore, hardcore anything and everything to disconnect the mind from reality disassociation demoralization destabilization all part of a much larger plan and agenda so i play this montage you can hear greta thunberg talking and you listen to what this girl says and you listen to some of the other clips in that montage the ladies describing the the fake meat burgers And people might think that those fake meat burgers are healthy when, in fact, soy is devastating to the environment because of the chemical usage. I don't know if you could compare and contrast between animal agriculture, which is also quite devastating. But again, there's a way on the spectrum to say, well, look, you don't need to eat a piece of meat seven days a week to be healthy. Your ancestors your paleo diet, they probably didn't eat meat every day. They might have had meat like once a month if they could kill something. Maybe they found a way to preserve the meat eventually. They saved the meat. Otherwise, when they killed something, they probably ate it all at once. Maybe they shared it with somebody else. They probably sustained themselves on nuts and berries and fruits and trees and plants and things like that. They probably didn't eat a lot of meat, contrary to popular belief. So you don't really have to eat a lot of meat to be healthy. And you don't have to eat a lot of meat to get the nutrition that you need. Now, this isn't about an anti-meat stance. Just hear me out. What I'm saying is, the opposite end of that spectrum is, I'm not touching meat because it hurts the environment. Well, you're also wrong if you think that. Because if you think that eating meat hurts the environment, let me ask you, where are you getting your meat? Are you getting it from Sam's Club? Costco? Are you getting it from like, The grocery section of Target. Where are you getting your meat from? There's a good chance wherever you're getting your meat from. If you're not careful where you're buying it from. You probably are supporting. Yeah. Things that are environmentally damaging. and Harmful chemicals. and Unless you have an environmental approach. As per the health and wellness of the animal. Then you're supporting that as well. But. Go the other end again real quick. And it's like I had to eat meat. The other end's like, don't eat any meat, it's killing the environment. Well, there's moderation in the middle. And it's because I've read the book, it's because I watched the movie, that I know what happens next. Just a few weeks ago, the Telegraph newspaper said that COVID-19 has shown us that we need to eat more plants and stop eating meat. As if that has anything at all to do with coronavirus. Maybe they're thinking, well, because someone ate bat soup, maybe that's why. I mean, that's not why. Or even what coronavirus is to begin with. But we, let's eat more plants. I'm all into that. I'll eat plants. Oh, I, I do eat. I eat plants every day. In fact, on breaks tonight, I've, I've had some kale on the stove steaming. Put some onion powder, some garlic powder, a little bit of lemon on it. Some water. Mix it up real nice. Maybe maybe I got some nutritional yeast that I blended up with some walnuts. It makes like a, a, a fake cheese, like a Parmesan. Beautiful. Put that on top. It's really good. So I've got that going. I eat plants all the time. I've lost weight. I've gotten shape. I'm healthy. My brain is clearer than ever. But it doesn't mean if you're fat, you can't do the same thing. It doesn't mean if you're a little bit thicker that you can't do the same thing. It doesn't mean if you're anorexic that you might not actually be healthy. These are very subjective things. But if you are really, really anorexic, then you probably are malnourished. And if you're really, really overweight, you probably are still malnourished. And even if you are overweight and relatively healthy, your weight is going to tax your... Your, your entire physical body to the point of exhaustion. And even if you do lose the weight, you're going to have a lot of joint and and muscle and bone problems eventually at a much younger age than anybody else has. And if that's okay with you, that's okay with you. That's fine. But if you if you look at somewhere in the, mo- the, the middle in moderation in terms of meat or whatever it is, it's like, look, hold on a second. You can go to a farm and get meat from a farmer and the cow's eating the grass and out there in the sunshine. That's okay. That's sustainable. See what's really happening here? If you read the book, you watch the movie, you know what happens next. You know that in V for Vendetta, all the butter, all the meat, it went to the chancellor. The people didn't get anything unless they robbed a train. Mao Zedong in China, big house, heating system, got all the meat, but the Chinese people had to die in the cold, starved to death in the cold, and have no grain, let alone meat. Now you see what's happening? They don't care about the environment. They care about convincing you, because you care about the environment, to give up things that you enjoy and replace it with fake meat, which is arguably worse for you than regular meat, at least from a health nutrition standpoint, and to convince you that you should eat maggot ice cream or some kind of like maggot sausage. Or cockroaches, drink cockroach milk. These are all things that have been proposed. CNN's published stories on this for years. You don't see how that's like demoralizing? They're taking your face and they're rubbing it in the dirt and telling you if you don't like what's happening, then you hate the environment? you got to cast off that nonsense. How How simple-minded is the person who is told, If you think for yourself and question what an authority is telling you, that means you hate black people, you hate women, you hate the environment, you hate fat people, you hate gay people. The only way those accusations work is if you submit to them and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Don't apologize. You know what a lot of the Holocaust stuff is still about today? It's about making you feel bad for something you didn't do, for something that a lot of Jews didn't even experience, so that you pay a bunch of money and you focus a bunch of your attention, when in reality the people that are actually controlling it are using and abusing Jews and Jewish suffering throughout history to make a profit. And the Jews that are involved in doing that are the stereotypical Jews that are obsessed with money. Silverstein, Goldstein, Jewelry. Where do you think those names come from? It's a stereotype. It's the same thing in Black Lives Matter, attacking white people. They're predominantly white who don't agree with them. It's like the Ku Klux Klan. And the women in the women's marches that tell women that in order to be powerful and independent, they need to go get a job and get out of the household. That diminishes the woman's work in the house. And just like LGBTQ, you got to go run around telling people how you like to have sex? You have to project that? To other people, that just makes you more vulnerable. They don't care about you. Fat people, fat shaming. You know that fat acceptance movement, it goes back to the 1960s as well. The NAAFA and the National Fat Acceptance Movement, which is an organization, but it's all over the world. You know what? They do the same thing. They say, well, if you don't accept Tess Holliday, this massive woman, then you must hate fat people. And it's like, no, there are women that are actually curvy and attractive, or you can call them whatever, thick, curvy, attractive, or normal, sometimes just normal in subjective comparison with someone who's really skinny, and they're attractive. It's like this woman I mentioned earlier, Hunter McGrady, who's done some Sports Illustrated. This woman's pretty hot, but she's not, she's not fat like Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday's morbidly obese. And she's only got all those tattoos on her because she's trying to take away from the fact that she's just an enormous... She looks like Jabba the Hutt. This other model doesn't look like that. Hunter McGrady just looks like a kind of a normal girl. She's pretty attractive. Her face is beautiful. Just like I can sit here and I can listen to what Black Lives Matter says and agree with like 99% of it, but I'm not going to support your movement because I'm not trying to raise spirits in order to destroy Western civilization in their own words. It's just this this constant fallacy. It, it's the classic George Bush. You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. Remember that speech? You're with us or you're with the terrorists. That's a false dilemma. You either do what we say or you're the enemy. Just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm your enemy. I might actually be more... Of your friend that I am your enemy. But you don't let me talk or speak or express myself. Because you want talking points. And you want my fist in the air. And you want my head to the ground in shame. Because I was born a certain way. You racist bigots. Racist sons of bitches. You pieces of trash. Filth. Worthless nothingness. And I wouldn't have to say that if your goal is wasn't to make me feel like a worthless piece of trash because I was born a certain way, you racist pieces of trash. Scum. Lower than worms. That's what fat people have been used for. Fat people have been used to advance an ideology that obesity and diabetes and depression and physical pain are not only acceptable, but they're good things. So we go from body positivity and using it as a cop-out to not have to take responsibility to fat acceptance. Accept me for being fat. Who doesn't accept you for being fat? Oh, this guy said I was too fat to go out with. Yeah, because he's not attracted to a fat woman. That's not a negative thing. But you see how it gets political and socially justice again? Because what happens is if a fat man tries to hit on a skinny woman a lot of times that could be perceived as well you know that's assault. That's 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 an attack. Because it's a big guy. This little woman is innocent and fragile and he's going to abuse her and rape her. But when a fat woman likes a skinny guy and the guy doesn't like her oh that's fat shaming get out of here with this nonsense i'm not going to play those games and placate somebody so they feel better about themselves i want to be honest with you What, what, what should really attract you to anybody is honesty and if it doesn't attract you to somebody because you can't deal with honesty then you have another problem your problem is that you're not very self-aware or self-conscious, and you can't deal with reality. That's, That's the problem. I saw these stories this week. The Centers for Disease Control has said, this is on the Washington Post, look it up, CDC reverses itself and says guidelines it posted on coronavirus airborne transmission were wrong. Agency removes statement claiming it was a website error. That's the Washington Post from the 21st of September. CDC reverses itself and says guidelines it posted on coronavirus airborne transmission were wrong. Agency removes statement claiming a website error. Well, isn't that convenient? You know what else is convenient? This is all over the news. If you read the CDC's website, you know, the parts that aren't errors... And you read the part where it says 6% of people that have died of COVID out of like 200,000 didn't actually die of COVID. They died of like two and a half other mental, physical disabilities combined together. So their body falls apart and they die. And they call that a far right conspiracy. So if you read the CDC's website, which is riddled with errors, apparently, that is equivalent to Nazism. These aren't onion articles. This is like mainline news. This is what's circulating through the news right now. Reading the CDC website is now classified as right wing. Reading the website is classified as right wing. Oh, and kids now, doctors, scientists, geniuses, experts, they've they've seem to have figured out why kids are immune to the virus. According to the study published in the journal Science Translational Medicine, data has shown that children as a whole have less severe cases of COVID-19 infections than adults. And analyzing immune responses in 65 children and 60 adults, which is a really, really small study, with COVID-19 at the hospital system in New York City, looking at blood and cell samples, the researchers discovered that children had a shorter length of stay, less of a need for me- uh, mechanical ventilation, and a lower mortality rate, than adults you know why because most of the children don't have two and a half underlying health conditions at six or seven or eight years old a lot of the adults at 30 or 40 do have those underlying health conditions through so they're already sick this doesn't even have anything to do with the immune system and where do those health conditions come from they come from confusion lack of understanding and parallel to fat acceptance which is just using fat people to shame others who don't accept what is ultimately cultural genocide you know what well, you know what you've seen like parallel to lgbtq and fat shaming and all that you've seen this like movement of stickers and backpacks and clothing and bandanas and watches and anything any accessory of like pizzas And cupcakes and donuts and kitty cats with lasers coming out of their eyes and all this stuff. What do I care if you wear it or you buy something like that? But emojis and all this stuff, like all this junk food. Just all this junk food. And people are wearing it on their clothes. It's their emojis on their phone. They've got stickers. It's their identity. They're making poor lifestyle choices your identity because it's meant to demoralize you so you don't realize hey I'm a powerful person and I'm being used and manipulated and my energy is being sucked out of me by literal vampires and they're like no just feel good and it's like Zoolander again happy happy it's a happy place just it's okay shh Go to sleep while we inject you. Go to sleep while we change your DNA. And that's another thing: a DARPA-funded implantable biochip is going to be on the market by 2021 to quote detect COVID-19. Detect COVID-19, but better. Derek Rosie in 2010, 10 years ago, Canadian scientist conducted an interview with the National Post where he said he found a way to reprogram the molecules that carried the genetic instruction for cellular development in the human body and all biological life forms. Put a microchip in you. They don't even need to get that vaccine. Just a microchip in you. It'll detect COVID and it'll also alter the molecules that carried the genetic instructions for your cellular development and therefore you can turn disease on and off you could kill somebody, you can do anything. You control the genetic code, you can control the, the, the foundation for what makes somebody who they are. There it is. DARPA's working on that. Isn't that nice? These molecules that control DNA, of course, are mRNA. And if you can rewrite the instructions, you can rewrite DNA. DARPA has been working on this for a long time, and hey, look at there. There's a virus. Let's give everybody microchips so that we can detect the virus. They can't even detect the virus with saliva samples that are supposed to be filled with virus. How are they going to detect it with a microchip? It has nothing to do with the virus. It has nothing to do with your health. It has everything to do, every little thing to do with control. That's what it is. It's a biochip. It'll detect COVID. It's not about COVID. It's not about a virus. It's about controlling you. It's about getting you to submit and acquiesce. That's what fat acceptance is. That's what Black Lives Matter is. That's what women's movements are, Me Too movement. That's what ecology conservation movements are. I've read the book. I've seen the movie. I know what happens next. You can call me crazy, but you haven't read the book and seen the movie, apparently. It's all in their writings. Sanford Research Institute, Carnegie Foundation, Ford Foundation, The Good Club, The Club of Rome, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, The Round Table, Cecil Rhodes, The Diamond Syndicate, The Rothschilds, The Rockefeller Foundation, The Tavistock Institute. Do you want me to continue? It's in their own writings. The Report from Iron Mountain, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. It's in their own writing. Whoever they are, elitists, professors, billionaires, politicians, celebrities. It's a cult. It's anti-human. That's what this is about, because you got to destroy what makes people beautiful. you got to destroy humans, even destroying women that are kind of attractive if they're overweight or they don't s- fit into some kind of subpar standard of subjective, you know, beauty. You take women like that, like this lady we were talking about earlier, who's a model who does Sports Illustrated, Hunter McGrady, she's a little bit overweight, she's pretty attractive, I'd bang her, and they ignore women like that. Because they promote people like Tess Holliday, who's a literal sperm whale who's been tattooed and shoved and stuffed into a bathing suit. they got to put her in a bathing suit and then use like one of those space bags to suck it in so she can kind of look like she's not Jabba the Hutt. Because they're abusing these people. It's abuse. It's not acceptance. They're abusing black people. They, they profess to speak for all black people. They don't speak for all black people. They barely speak for a small fraction of black people. Except the ignorant ones who think they're entitled to things that they didn't earn because they want to take things that aren't theirs because they're lazy. Because they don't want to get a job, just like white people or Latino people or Asian people. Why get a job if things will just be handed to you? That's the problem with communism. If you're just going to take things from other people, why work? Remember, that's what uh, Freeway Ricky Ross told us on the show. This guy's making a million dollars a day. Selling cocaine. Why would he get a job? Why would he learn to read or write? I think that's what I asked him. I said, if you don't know Freeway Ricky Ross, he's the real Rick Ross, not the fake college boy rapper from Miami. I think he's from Miami, but he lived in Miami. You know, Rick Ross. Why don't white that... And Ross. You know, it's Freeway Ricky Ross from from Los Angeles. And he was working. He got involved with the DEA and the CIA. And they were trafficking drugs into the neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And he ran drug dealing uh, cocaine and things like that all the way to like I think he ran that stuff all the way almost to like Arkansas or something which would make a lot of sense because Arkansas was where they flew the drugs in during the Iran-Contra scandal thanks to Bill Clinton so anyway Rick Ross was on the show a couple times and I was like so why didn't you learn to read and write And he's like man why would I learn to read and write when I was making a million dollars a day selling selling coke why would I learn to read and write? He's like I owned hotels and we we rented out whole hotels just to count the money. Why would I learn to read and write? You know? Why would anybody want to do anything if it can just be given to them? Why would you want to take care of yourself if fat acceptance and body positivity can overlook the women who are a little thicker by some subjective standard who actually do take care of themselves? You overlook that, which would be real body positivity, a woman who's not, like, super thin, who's like, well, I work out, I take care of myself, I eat, and it's like, but yeah, you're pretty attractive, That's you're pretty hot. No, they overlook that, they, they, that's overshadowed by the enormous people that don't take care of themselves at all, that want to promote cookies and donuts and candy and pizza, and want to shake their ass in a cosmopolitan advertisement with tattoos to distract you from the salite. And I'm supposed to accept that, or I hate fat people. No, I don't hate fat people. I think this woman, Hunter McGrady, is very attractive. But I don't think Tess Holiday's is attractive. I agree with a lot of the things that Black Lives Matter says. Yeah, there's an enormous prison population. Yeah, there are tons of people that are in prison for nonviolent drug offenses. I don't think that they should be there. But that doesn't mean I'm going to put my fist up in a communist communist solidarity movement. And talk about ripping down the family, which has already decimated black communities. Not even mention fathers. Get fathers out of the picture entirely. That's what BLM stands for. And then perform rituals to invoke spirits. Using dead black people that were sacrifices and turned into kings and gods. In order to advance your agenda, which is about decimating civilization and destabilizing demoralizing and deindustrializing the world i'm not going to support that because i know i've seen the movie i know what happens next i'm not going to eat your fake meat and i'm not going to eat regular meat because that's my preference and some people probably think i'm not going to eat fake meat i'll eat regular meat before i eat that fake meat that's meant to demoralize us further to make us think like we're insignificant we don't even deserve a piece of real meat we don't deserve a steak or a piece of chicken no if you want a piece of steak or a piece of chicken go get a piece of steak or a piece of chicken don't eat that fake meat bullshit Maybe that's surprising coming from me. Well, if you know who I am, then it wouldn't be surprising. Don't eat the fake meat. Take care of yourself. And then you can truly be happy with who you are. doesn't matter if you're black or you're a Jew or you're a woman or you're fat or you're skinny or you're whatever. You want to really be proud of who you are and be happy to be who you are, then be yourself and stop falling into these like ideological cults where they will direct your attention and tell you what you're supposed to be concerned with be concerned with you and then you can use the concern with the individual to help the collective like here's a study that just came out surprisingly this was even uh, on CNN from the European Journal of of Preventative Cardiology contrary to what you've been told for a very long time, and you know, this is just one study, but they're like, well, people who have had heart attacks can boost their chances of long-term survival by returning, not avoiding or not asking your doctor, but returning to normal levels of sexual activity. Old, young, whatever. In other words, sex is a good thing for you. It's healthy for you. Just like masturbation is healthy for you they make you feel really bad about that. Ooh, that's gross. That's disgusting. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not attractive enough. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I just can't open myself up to this. And that's fine if you really feel that way. But if you've been demoralized into thinking that because you think men are bad or women are bad or whatever the case might be, you've been duped. I can tell you my heart is pierced virtually every day. I feel this feeling of loneliness and, and separateness and disconnection long before COVID-19. I'm sure many of you feel the same thing. And when I'm connecting with somebody that I can get along with, even if it's just a friend, my heart opens back up again. And I I embrace that. I don't run away from it. And when you have that sexual intimacy, yeah, it makes you feel good because it's the ultimate intimacy and the closest thing that you can get to the divine, to the source of whatever this existence is extended and externally projected from. So, yeah, sex is probably going to be a good thing for you. It can actually help you not have another heart attack. Under the circumstances, of course, that are needing to be put in context. And want to get away with that, though, just don't, don't, wear the mask. Don't kiss each other. Don't look at each other when you have sex. Like anything that is just anti-human, that's what it's all about. Fat acceptance, the Holocaust, constantly shoving it down your throat black lives matter me too women's rights all of it conservation ecology all of it every single piece of it it's all a fraud it's all meant to separate and divide not to unite and bring together it's not a good thing and when you read the book when you see the movie you realize oh that's what it's really about connect the dots and you'll see that things that seem complex begin to make a lot more sense. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening tonight. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can subscribe to our archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, Donate, You'll see options there. Donate that amount for the option you want. And we'll be in contact with setting up your account as quickly as possible. So you can download and stream every show after it airs. It'll be in the archive at secretteachings.info. With your subscription, you'll also get access to our montages, like the two we played tonight. And digital copies of my books, which are available also on the website when you subscribe, or you can buy the book separately, read reviews and all of that at www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast right here on The Fringe FM.